Hey, my name is Ayo, and this is Chillology, a podcast where I talk about how we think about God in a way that is meant to create a safe place for questions and a hopeful space for growth. Today, I'll be discussing what discipleship is, its importance, and its present state in our churches. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. I hope you had a good time over the holidays. I enjoyed being with my family and the extra time to really think through today's topic. In a few of the podcasts before, we mentioned not reading the Bible alone, living life alongside people, and growing as a believer. One of the ways to do that is through discipleship. Now, when I say discipleship, what is it? Well, I think the best place to start is with the definition. Discipleship is based off of the word disciple, which means one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another, such as Christianity, one of the twelve in the inner circle of Christ's followers, according to the gospel accounts. As a verb, it also means to teach and to train. Given these meanings, it's fair to say that discipleship is a commitment to a process of development and growth, and in our context, that development and growth is found from reading the word and putting it to practice in our lives. Now, I recall we spoke about not reading the Bible in a vacuum. Discipleship is an important way to accomplish that. Finding someone who is willing to come alongside you, to learn with you, to teach you what they know, and to process all of the information the Bible provides with you. Why is it important to be a part of this process of development? Well, for starters, doing any of this alone isn't what Jesus intended for us. In fact, Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, that making disciples is a big part of our lives as Christians. It reads like this. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. We're meant to be disciples and to disciple others. It's a constant cycle of learning and teaching. Mark Dever says in his book titled, Discipling, How to Help Others Follow Jesus. Christianity is for a people traveling together down the narrow path that leads to life. You must follow and you must lead. You must be loved and you must love. And we love others best by helping them to follow Jesus down the pathway of life. Now, knowing all of this is fine, but I think we need a bit of help gathering together what this looks like practically. Some of us may go to churches where there may be active and intentional discipleship, but others of us may go to churches that don't really have a focus on this very important aspect of Christian life. Some churches have life groups as a way to disciple groups of people all at once. A life group is usually a weekly meeting where Christians come together to learn about a biblical topic or to go over what they've learned in church on Sunday. While this is an important and useful means of discipleship, I'm of the opinion that it isn't enough. I think that there is more required of us. Meeting with people once a week may work for some, but not for everyone. There are people who need daily encouragement, accountability, and help. I'll be honest and say that I'm that kind of person. I constantly reach out to people I know I can trust to help guide me in the right direction. I don't function off of once a week learning with people. I always have more questions. Sometimes these questions are about how I should conduct my life, decisions I'm making with my wife, and feelings I have about politics or many other polarizing topics. When it comes to that, I need to be learning daily, and I'm thankful I have people I can go to for that. 
For example, I have a friend, Stephen Peter. He's a younger guy who I've known for years. And this guy reads books like bodybuilders go to the gym, which is way more than you and I. If you need a book on a topic, he'll find it for you. If you have a tough question, he can 95% of the time answer that question pretty concisely. The other 5% will usually take him just a few hours of study, but then he'll have an answer for you. Having him in my life has been a huge resource because I know he knows more than I do, and he can help me figure out the really tough questions. Then I have David Lopez. He's my best friend, and he allows me to process everything with him intellectual dilemmas, frustrations, and personal problems. He's always honest with me and is never afraid to disagree with me. He'll tell me what he thinks and will tell me when he thinks I'm wrong. This puts me in a position to remain humble and teachable. Having someone like him in my life helps me maintain proper character and ego. Then there's David's dad, Henry Lopez. This is someone everyone needs to find in their life, a mentor in the faith. Someone who has not just more intellectual knowledge than you, but way more experience than you in this faith. Henry will flat out tell me what he thinks in a way that is so helpful because he's been a young man at my age before. He's able to help me obtain perspective when I get too far ahead of myself. His vast array of wisdom is an absolute necessity for my growth as a Christian. I don't always agree with him, and his truthfulness can sting my pride because I'd rather be right than wrong. But this is exactly why he is so pivotal in my growth. These people serve as the checks and balances in my life, making sure I don't think too much of myself or too little of myself. They keep me focused on the main thing, which is Jesus, and they help me progress in my development as a Christian. Do everything you can to find people who challenge you in these ways in your life. And in my opinion, you will have a pretty solid form of discipleship in your life. And then, you need to become that for another person. Discipleship is so important for us as Christians, and I hope you found some understanding of that so far. I titled this episode, Is the Discipleship Sinking? Because I fear that it is something we may be undervaluing as Christians in our current time. I find more and more Christians complaining about the lack of discipleship, Bible teaching, and genuine community in their churches. And this genuinely breaks my heart. We all have to understand that the leaders at a lot of these churches are under immense pressure. I don't believe it to be malicious intent that creates these issues. Instead, I think it's just something that gets lost in the rush of making a church service happen. Today's focus is so tailored on the Sunday experience that we have Christians struggling to grow the rest of the week. Now, don't get me wrong. A good Sunday service is important, but we need to balance that with solid discipleship throughout the week. But there seems to be a disconnect between leaders and the people that go to their churches. Often when these conversations come up, there is this underlying tension that leads to hostility and accusations. Two things that do not help create a thought-out solution. It seems to me that we speak to one another as if in a courtroom instead of a dinner table. We accuse those above us and they accuse us. This is incredibly unhealthy and doesn't lead to stronger discipleship. Christian leaders that do not leave room for dialogue and who run from conflict or disagreement choke the life out of their church. People need space to ask questions and to find answers. On the flip side of that, Christians who do not leave room for empathy toward the difficulties tied to leadership and grace toward the mistakes made by leaders choke the love out of their leaders. They are just people like us, and the responsibilities they carry are immense. 
They lead us to be kind and understanding toward their failings. On both ends, we need to allow more space for growth. Churches should have a consistent and strong focus on discipleship because it's what Jesus asked us to do. It is easier for a church to make a service so entertaining that it entices more people to come than it is to find a way to get to know the people who come to their churches more to become a family. It's easier to get caught up in having a team use social media as a tool to reach people, but I've seen that in focusing so much on that, we miss the people who are already there. People who go to church also need to admit that we don't always like the accountability that comes with discipleship. It is much easier to say we like that pastor who posts one-minute encouragements that are entertaining on Instagram than to say we like our pastor who we see every Sunday, who we may feel we either don't have access to or we just feel distant from. The world we live in promotes a very self-centered view of growth and love. We have to be careful not to allow that to enter our view of discipleship. We need people to tell us things that are challenging to hear. We need people to disagree with us, and we need to be held accountable for our actions in this life. We need leaders who focus on growing a church in depth more than in width. Leaders who love people deeply and don't get caught up in numbers as a measurement of success. It's hard to achieve this, and I have to admit, I have not been a pastor, so I know I don't truly know how tough it is, but I do believe we can find a way to truly keep the discipleship from sinking. It will take work, but it will be worth it. So in summary, we learned this today. One, discipleship is a commitment to a process of development and growth. And in our context, that development and growth is found from reading the word and putting it to practice in our lives. Two, Jesus's intention was for us to be a part of discipleship. We're meant to be disciples and to disciple others. It's a constant cycle of learning and teaching. Three, we need people who are like checks and balances in our life. People who help us progress in our development as Christians. Four, we have to be careful not to allow a self-centered worldview to enter our view of discipleship. Five, presently, we may be struggling to maintain healthy discipleship, but it is something well worth the hard work it will take to accomplish. Now, if you have any questions or want any resources to start learning from, please feel free to DM me at HeyOIO on Instagram. The spelling should be in the podcast description. As always, it's a pleasure. And if you find this content to be of use to you, please share it with your friends and family. Once again, I hope this helps you and I am very grateful for your time.